0: Hi everybody, this is opposing the matrix. You have Dave here. We have Brian. Hello, Brian. Hi, hi everyone. Yeah, we're getting a little late start tonight, but that's good. At least we got a we got a wonderful topic tonight. Oh my goodness, we have a wonderful topic. Um, we've been talking about UFOs. I think a couple of shows ago, or maybe even last week, we were talking about um, UFOs and uh, and and going underwater and stuff like that. And uh, they actually, they're called USOs, uh, unidentified submerged objects. And um, uh, I was thinking of a joke, but I ain't going to say it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but um, anyway, so uh, we're going to talk about that tonight and some other things, too. Um, so you, the UFO is a very... Um, interesting uh, subject to begin with, but the fact that they they go underwater and that the Navy has spotted them and that they've harassed fishermen and even crashed into the sea from time to time is uh, very interesting. Um, hey Brian, I don't know if you remember um, if you were a UFO buff back in the 1970s, but there's a sh- there was a show in the 1970s it was kind of like a cheesy British show and it was called UFO. Um it had it was it's totally seventies. It's uh you know the, the clothing is seventies, the uh the, the haircuts are seventies and everything else. And uh you can watch it on um I can't remember one of the oddball channels that are on out there and and uh but I'll tell you what, they they really got a lot of things um uh on the spot for being a, a, a cheesy science fiction series from back in the seventies. And one of the subjects the other day was an underground or an underwater uh, UFO base, oh. and wow. uh, th- yeah, they were entering into the into the uh, UFO base through a, an extinct volcano and then going down into the base. And I was like, wow, how how weird that you know that they're going to be talking about that tonight. I'm going to adjust my uh, level here so I'm not blowing people out of the water. That's a lot better. Okay, yeah. Um, Anyway, so, um, yeah, we talked about, I remember uh, we talked about uh, there being a possible base under Long Beach, and um, you and I talked about the battle for Los Angeles, which we'll get into tonight. Yeah. And um, the one thing good about um, about YouTube, even though I don't like them for political le- reasons, is they have a lot of UFO stuff on there. Um, I think you've seen a lot of stuff on there, too. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's it's pretty interesting stuff. So, um, what are your thoughts about uh, USOs and uh, and and that and the like?
1: Well, you know, NASA spends how many billions of dollars every year to explore space, but we know less about our ocean floor than we do about space. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've looked up; we only have have about ten percent of our ocean mapped out, really mapped out. I mean, not just Google Earth, but really mapped out you know as everybody knows people who follow this stuff knows that the mariana trench is what eight ten miles deep i mean right. it's hard to get down that you can imagine the water pressure so no it doesn't surprise me that the be bases if you were going to hide something you could hide it in plain sight under the water and actually from the research i've done and technologies that are out there and and i don't just mean the more I the more I study this stuff over the years, and the more I look into this, is that a lot of our own governments have a lot of this technology already. It's not just UFOs; um, it's reversed engineered probably from mm-hmm. them. You know, but we have a, a lot of like the, the flying V-shaped thing that's spotted all over the world with the three lights on each point. that in the triangle-looking ship. I think right. that's a, I think it's ours. Um, yeah yeah you know, mm-hmm. but um, the ocean would be a great place to hide a base I mean you got you got covered and I mean most people aren't gonna dive down two or three thousand feet and our best submarines can't hardly get that deep so uh, and driving bells definitely definitely submerged vehicles that are that kind of depth can because that's how they found the Titanic but, uh-huh. But I was just actually looking on some stuff I had seen a while ago, a year or two ago. Uh, There's a rock formation just off the coast of Santa Monica where I live that looks just like a alien base. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if you've seen that picture, it's it's on the internet, it's it's on YouTube. But this thing is big. It's it's circular shaped. It's thou it's what they say three miles wide. It's got. It's got pillars that hold it up, like pillars like uh, like our monuments, like the, like the Capitol in Washington, D.C. have these huge pillars. And mm-hmm. it, this thing is big. And when you compare it uh, on the on the picture that they show you from, I think it's Google Earth, to the mountain range that's on land, it almost dwarfs the mountain range. That's wow. how big it is. And the mountain range in Southern California is big. Like the coastal hills here are big. They're 1,000, 2,000 feet high. Uh-huh. You know, and then you have like Big Bear, and uh, in these different uh mountain ranges around here where people go skiing, and they're eight to ten thousand feet. So, LA is not just flat in the desert, there's a lot of mountains and, and, and hills here. And when you look at the picture of this thing underwater, it's massive, I mean, it's big. And I saw one little article that somebody wrote about it, and they said, Oh, it's just an anomaly. It's just uh, sometimes Google Earth gets glitches, and it it doesn't always show the real form of something. But this thing thing is circular. It's got sides on it. It's got pillars and openings underneath. I mean, you can see the detail. I mean, it's going to have to be a pretty big glitch on Google Earth to make all this. How about on my phone, maybe during when you're speaking, Dave, I'll try to – got to get more high-tech instead of just putting my phone up to the screen, you know. But the whole show has to get more high tech because. Yeah, we need to you work know. on it because there's a lot of stuff that the, the, the audience needs to see that we see. And a lot of these people, a lot of you guys out there probably see this, too. But some of you don't. And this is not a rock formation. This thing is big. I mean, you just you, there's no way to explain this away. And it's right off the coast. I mean, literally just a few miles, like five or six miles off the coast of mm-hmm. Santa Monica. And then, as we talked, was it last week or the week before? Between the coast of uh, Long Beach and the Catalina Islands, or um, we don't—they don't call them the Catalina Islands here. It's actually the town of Catalina is on the island, but everybody says the Catalina Islands. But um, that's where I saw that huge ship under the water, and I kicked myself for not taking a screenshot. But I saw a ship under the water, and it wasn't there the next time I looked. And it was—it was big. It was, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, I don't have a tape measure out, but it was sitting on top of a little hill and it dwarfed the hill. So underwater. Um, and then I've, I've read accounts and this is not just this week, but over the last few years, I've read accounts seen interviews on YouTube before they started taking stuff off when YouTube was actually, actually pretty good and you could go on and research stuff and they didn't knock everything offline. It didn't get political. Um, of a craft um, hitting the water at supersonic speed, being chased by F-16s and uh, running them and just diving straight into the water vertically and disappearing, you know, um, of of a ship, a Navy ship. um, When was this one? I think it was in 2017 or 18. Oh, that would
0: have been been
1: the, um, oh, I have it written down here. Yeah, The Nimitz, the Nimitz, yeah. Yes. Something came out of the water and dwarfed the Nimitz. Yeah. And Nimitz, uh, I used to work for the Navy and Public Works in the 80s, and I've been up close to those aircraft carriers, and they're a quarter mile long. I mean, these things are huge. Even in the ocean, they're massive. And this thing dwarfed one of our carriers and then took off vertically out of sight in a few seconds. So, um, is some of it Nephilim technology? I think so. I think some of it is our technology that uh, we have, you know, and I was kind of I kind of chuckled today because they have the uh, Mars Explorer on Mars right now. And they have that new that they have a helicopter and they launched it today. Did you hear about that, Dave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they got it 10 feet off the ground and they were all excited. They got this helicopter 10 feet off the ground and everybody's just, you know, thinking this if I didn't know what I know now about what technology is, I would think that would be the coolest thing, but I'm thinking that's the biggest smoke screen in the world I've ever seen. Talk about the, you know, you have the Navy releasing videos of F 16s chasing UFOs and underwater vehicles and doing all this amazing stuff coming out every day. And then we have a little helicopter that is coming 10 feet off the ground on the surface of Mars. And that's a huge deal. It's a milestone. They compared it to the landing on the moon. And and I'm kind of thinking, well, they should just show the Martian base. It's underground where there's two or three thousand of our service people sitting. That's what they uh-huh. should show. That's yeah, exactly. On. You know, and if you uh-huh. people out there listening to me and watching this thinking this guy's nuts. I used to think I was nuts. I used to think people like me were crazy. And then you start researching. And like Chuck Missler, a great Bible scholar said, he's with the Lord now. He talked about this very subject of UFOs and underwater UFOs. He said there's a million sightings or abductions a year on the United States alone. He says, mm-hmm. Yeah, most of them are false. But he says, and he said this, he goes, ten percent of them are real. Mm-hmm. Hundred thousand of them are real. So it's real.
2: Right.
1: And and so this technology out there to be able to circumvent the ocean, and I read an article today. That these crafts can go several hundred miles an hour underwater, like mm-hmm. they can fly not quite as fast as they can in the atmosphere, but they can fly over Mach one under the water. Right. And uh, for sure they can do that. And uh, and they fly deep, and you can't find them because they're too deep. Mm-hmm. So this technology is out there. Um, I just got home from an uh, appointment, guys. I'm a little behind here. So, uh, Dave, oh, when okay. you say. I'm going to look up some stuff here, but. Yeah, sure. Um, like I said last week, nothing is, there's no such a thing as a coincidence, I believe. Everything has a reason for it. And you have Biden became president. Trump was going to release a lot of un- all these documents about these UFOs. And some of them are going to be released, but I've been reading about. What's happened to Trump? And this this is all conspiracy theory. Take it with a grain of salt. He was basically told not to release too much and not to say anything. I don't know what was going on there. If his family was threatened or what? I I don't know. I don't know. But then Biden wins. Biden wins the election, air quote.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And now for sure, a lot of this stuff is not going to come out. They're going to release some stuff but it's not going to be like the smoking gun. I don't think it's going to be a smoking gun. They're going to release uh, these classified UFO files, but they're not going to really tell you what they really are doing. Right. There's no way. Right. There's basically the our military, the branches of our military, there's our government, the three branches of our government, and they run the United States.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: There's another whole layer, folks. That run the world and they tell us not us but our not 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 every senator not every congressman not every president knows all this but some do they basically tell them what they want us to know right they must have leverage i don't know how they do it but one of the things i've read is the reason they don't want us to know about too much of this technology is not just because we would be afraid to be invaded, or who are these people? You know, are these Nephilim? or you know people call them aliens? Dave and I know different. But the reason I've read th- three different times and saw two videos on this, they don't want to release the technology because they have technology that would make oil obsolete.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It would make our, it would crash our economies overnight. How many people work for the oil companies and the gas stations and everything's made of oil, not just our car, but everything. And so their thinking is the government is we release this technology that they can light a city with a thing the size of a car battery for Mm -hmm. a year. That if we release this, it'll destroy the economies of the world and put everybody in an upheaval, not counting, just knowing that we're not alone. And I mean, let me make a preface of that. We are alone. Jesus died for mankind. He didn't die for Nephilim. He died for right. mankind. Right. He the Savior that made everything that we see, including them, and is allowing them to have this technology. He's allowing them to do this. They think they're doing it because they're better than us, or they have this technology and this this intellect. But no, God's allowing them as pieces on a chessboard to be used for his purposes. Mm-hmm. Those purposes will probably be revealed in the next few years when things start to really amp up. So, but saying all that, these underwater vehicles are amazing. I wish I had one, <laughs> you know, to <laughs> mock two under the water. But um, but just the technology to be able to hit the water at speeds greater than the speed of sound and not destroy your craft is amazing. And one of the things I've read is that they have this. Um, um, I saw a video on it too. They have this energy field that surrounds their ships, just like in the movie Independence Day um, or mm-hmm. actually just like Star trek they have a, they have a shield. They literally could put a, a magnetic shield up that cuts through the atmosphere, cuts through the water, cuts through space and, I, and and I thought about this even in space, you have to have a shield because just around our planet i, I don 't it used to be ten thousand satellites that were orbiting our planet. But I think and space
0: junk too.
1: Yeah, space junk is traveling at say 15 to 20,000 miles an hour. A quarter this big could go right through the space shuttle and destroy mm-hmm. it if it hit the mm-hmm. right spot. So anybody who travels interstellar space or planet the planet has to have some type of shield. Even if you're out in deep space, there's nothing around. You cannot take that chance. Mm-hmm. And so um, they have this technology and they're able to use it to manipulate the water. So the water is not a force that slows them down by friction. And I used to be a volunteer firefighter, as you know, Dave. And right. with water in a hose, the further, the longer the hose is, the more friction there is. By the time the water gets to the other end, it's slower than it was when it was put, first put in the hose. Mm-hmm. And so friction. So these things have to travel through water, and there's a lot of friction in water, but they're able to do it easily. Easily. Because they have this type of... A uh, cloaking thing that, that parts the water before them and literally puts the spaceship or the underwater vehicle in a bubble. Right. It's in a bubble under the water and when it goes in space.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I, uh, one of the things I read, I read two different people on this that said that when they come out of the water, if you notice, they sit there for a minute or two before they take off. And this is, and I don't know if this is true. This is speculation, Dave and audience, but. The reason is is they want the water from the ocean to drain off of them before they take off. Mm-hmm. So they have to literally let it drain off. I don't know if that's true or not, because with technology like that, I don't know if it would make a difference. But um, there's supposedly at least 10 underwater bases around the world. At least. And I've looked right. them up. And uh, a couple of them, or a few of them, are in the lake. I think uh, um, Lake Erie in the, in the East Coast, one of the Great mm-hmm. Lakes, I think, as they think an underwater base and high activity of ufo over the lake all the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, there was a, a incident where a, a couple was riding in the evening around six o'clock along the lake on a highway they saw a ufo and they followed it for a while it was going really slow and they were following it for several miles watching it and mm-hmm. uh, these reports come out all the time you guys can go online and look this stuff for yourself but um it makes sense to hide in the ocean more than space. Actually, it's right. cheaper, it's easier. You're more located where you want to be. Um, um, even a nuclear attack, you're going to have a hard time getting somebody when they're four or five miles down in the ocean floor. Uh, mm-hmm. You could get them, but uh, I think with the technology they have, they wouldn't do any good anyway. Uh, right. I, think, I think our technology is like a BB gun, you know, to a cannon compared to what, what they have. You know, I mean they. It's it's like it's we're we're using squirt guns and they're using real guns, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as I prefaced before, all this technology is God is allowing it for right. His purpose. And um, I'm brought back again. I'm I'm a minor bird um, to um, the Tower of Babel when the Nimrod I think was building that t- that tower. He it, without doing a Bible study, he wanted to be like God. He, wanted to, he was the ruler of the world. He wanted to be the guy. And I don't know what technology they used to build it, but whatever they did, God came down and confused the languages because at that time, everybody spoke the same language. We don't know what that language is. could have been Hebrew. Some speculate it was Hebrew. I don't know. But And he said, and God said himself, what man can do together, there's nothing man cannot do. Paraphrasing. So, if a man can do all this stuff. Imagine if he has help from fallen angels with technologies thousands of years old, um, what he could do. And right. So, these underwater vehicles, um, I think, to me, are more of a threat than the, the aerial vehicles. Um, especially uh, what I've read, several of our um, allies and enemies have these underwater vehicles. China mm-hmm. supposedly has them. We supposedly have some of these vehicles. Maybe not as high-tech as the Nephilim Dave, but we right. have them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, our I can't remember what our aircraft carriers do, but I think at full speed, they go by knots. So I, um, I think an aircraft is going to do 30, 35 knots, which is two, two two and a half miles an hour for every knot. So I mm-hmm. think nuclear-powered – and I could be wrong. I have to look it up. Going off memory here. That's what they tell us, anyway. Yeah, Yeah. a nuclear aircraft carrier the size of a building to do forty five miles an hour in the open sea—that's crazy. Yeah, even fifty miles an hour—that is just crazy. And that's what we have, and that's what we know. So, uh, what I've read in these um, countries—China, us, Israel—and there was two uh, more—have some of these high tech water vehicles that they're never going to say they admit to right and uh so it's not just nephilim or fallen angels it's it's us it's our own people have this mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about i think was it was it last week when we did the google earth off this coast here in california right right yeah, yeah. and you found some some strange things too you said you found yeah i
0: did it's a matter yeah. of fact um this week Are i'm sorry are you finished or yeah go ahead yeah, okay yeah. okay um so what I did is I um, I got on there, and I I realized that, um, and I've heard this before. I can't remember where I got it from, but uh, on the other side of the globe, not necessarily straight through the globe, but at the same coordinates, uh, later, um, uh, longitudinally, or lat, excuse me, latitudinally, um, there's a place over by China called the, um, oh, is it the, not the devil's uh, the dragon's triangle, I think it's called, and um, a lot of ships disappear there and everything too. So anyway, with that in mind, <clears throat> I, I started looking around the Bermuda Triangle with Google Earth, and um, and this is probably old news for some people, but um, on Andros Island, there's a company called um, uh, oh boy, Autec, A-U-T-E-C. And I can't – oh, it's, it stands for Atlantic Underwater Testing Evaluation Center. And if you look at Andros Island on the, on the right, uh, that would be the east side of it, um, there's a channel. They've actually dug a channel through. It looks like it's uh, wide enough for maybe a very large cruise ship to get through if it had to. But mostly it's research vessels that go through there. And um, – so what happens is they they, um, they dug a channel through there, through the coral reef, which I'm sure the environmentalists would, would object to. That would be kind of interesting to see some of them chaining themselves to coral. Um, but uh, anyway, um, and so what they did is they, they couldn't go all the way in because it's got a big seawall built around it. And I was watching UFO Hunters is what I was watching. And this is a fantastic episode of that. Usually those guys, you know, with those things on TV, you know that they're not going to find anything, but they have a way of making not find anything sound sensational. Right. They do. (laughs) Excuse me. So anyway, um, so they they hired somebody who took them out there, and they went to the seawall, and they dove down, and uh, when they got into that channel, they realized that there was a cable in there. And they followed the cable. And you got to realize that right off of Andros Island is called the Tongue of the Ocean. And it, it drops down to, I think, it's like five or 6,000 feet right there. That's deep. And, Yeah, it is. And um, they said that the cable didn't look like it was big enough to be a power cable. He said usually those are about six inches around or um, across. And um, this thing was only probably about three inches across, which means it's probably a communications cable. But he goes, why would they be sending a communications cable down that far, you know? Um, and there's a lot of UFO activity there all the time. And they were interviewing some man. Um, let's see. Well, they went to this off the coast of uh, Cuba. There is a place called the, um, the Isle of Youth or something like that. And um, <clears throat> when they took a the picture, they got into Google Earth like we do, <laughs> and they took a picture of um, it was kind of to the west of the Isle of Man, and it looked like two little. Um, and I'm building up to something here. It looked like there were two little um, tracks on the ocean floor um, from from space. So it means they were pretty high or pretty big, but. Um, Anyway, with these tracks, uh, one of them went in the other direction, and the other one, if you followed it, it went right across the uh, Guantanamo base in Cuba.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is wow. very interesting. Very yeah, interesting.
1: Hmm? Oh. No, go ahead. No. Okay. I, I...
0: Yeah, that's good. So, so maybe there maybe there's something that well, Guantanamo has down there that we don't they're not telling us about. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so they had this guy on there, and his name was, uh, let's see. It's funny, you know, you write notes so that you, okay, so you don't forget things, and then you can't find his stuff on the, <laughs> anyway, uh, his name is Maximilian de Lafayette. And his theory, now I looked up his books, and I would, I would uh, be careful about his books, because his books are very new agey. Um, He's talking about the Anunnaki and and the return of the Anunnaki and and uh, some other stuff that, uh, you know, that I, you know, that kind of tries to refute the Bible. But anyway, um, and he he seemed to suggest that what they do is because the the question came up and they did did all these experiments. It was funny watching, but um, they don't make a splash when they go into the ocean they enter in without a splash. Yeah, that's right. And and uh, so anyway, he says, well, how would that happen? Well, this this Lafayette fellow, D. Lafayette, said that uh, his speculation is, and uh, supposedly this guy has some connections or whatever, but um, said that they, they're able to recreate almost like a wormhole in the ocean where there's, um, well, like you said, there's like a, um, a force field around them but the yeah. force field's circular, and it's like a tunnel. Yeah. And he he yeah. was saying that those things on the ground uh, that were underwater were po- possibly leftovers from a couple of those that were made when some UFOs flew through their USOs. Um, but that made a lot of sense to me. So anyway, they, they figured, uh, okay, well, let's do some laboratory experiments to see if we can make something splash, go into the water without splashing. So they made a, a saucer-like craft, you know and uh out of aluminum or whatever and um and they put the airports in it because they wanted to see if uh, maybe air coming out would displace the water and keep it from making a splash everything they did nothing worked they put a special kind of film over it um i can't remember what it was but it was almost like a paraffin wax that they yeah. put over it and um and see, but it always made splashes. So, you know, those, those theories, they were trying to debunk that, I think, is what they were doing. And um, so that was quite interesting, and it kind of explained how they go into the water without making a splash. And uh, what, what brought, precipitated this was that um, some fishermen there had seen them go into the water without making a splash and basically came out and said, you know, we've been on fishing these waters for For many years, and um, nothing goes into water that fast without making a splash. Yeah. So um, anyway, that was that was quite interesting, and like you said, it was like a cloaking device. It was, um, Mm. but what they showed, it it was almost like they made it makes its own wormhole in the water, which is which is pretty interesting, and and, you know, and we talked about the Nimitz thing, um, the Isle of Man, um, and also. there's a lot of activity in that area, and I don't know if you know this. Um, a few years ago, and it's on my website if, if it, I can ever get it to come back up again. Um, there, uh, there always seems to be appearances of UFOs before prophetic events, um, and before and during um, revivals and stuff like that. It's almost like um, the, the the devil or Satan or you know Lucifer or whoever is saying, okay, God's doing this. I'm going to try to upstage him. So mm-hmm. while they were having revivals down in um, Pensacola, Gulf Breeze is right across the bay from there, right. You know, they were having UFO sightings at the same time. And this happened. matter of fact, a friend of mine um, lives up in Circleville, Ohio, and back in the uh, 40s, I think it was, they were building a church back then. No, actually, it was way before that. Uh, they were building a church um, and dedicated, Oh no, it was a college. It was a Christian college and they were ded- going to dedicate it. And the night before um, there was a UFO sighting and actually a landing with entities sighted. Um, oh. So, you know, so that made the paper and it kind of upstaged the opening of the Christian college in the papers anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's weird that, you know, with Gulf breeze with that and with everything else um and, and there's a list um, that I produced, too. I, I did a lot of research on that. And um, 1947, 1948 were flap years. That's when Israel became a nation. 1952 was another one. Um, that was the, um, the Suez War. Uh, 1967, there was a big flap all over the world. Uh, 1973, that was the Yom Kippur War. Right. Um, so if you see a lot of UFOs around, maybe something prophetic is going to happen pretty soon. So um, because he knows he reads the Bible, you know, the, the enemy, they read the Bible and they know what's going to happen. Ah, dog. Um, but anyway, um, so I thought that was that was pretty interesting that. Um, OK, now, 1974. um I think it, maybe I was wrong when I was talking about the, uh, oh, no, I was right. Um, There's a submarine, it was called the USS, uh, 1971 it is. The USS, uh, uh, I think it's uh, Trepang, um, decided to raise its uh, periscope one day (laughs) and saw a long cigar-shaped UFO along with a, um, it kind of looked like a Delta-shaped UFO too. Uh, That kind of dovetailed in the center, almost like an upside down heart. It was weird uh, because they had pictures of it online, (laughs) and um, and those things both came out of the water and back into the water. Um, And then you know we were talking about uh, the L.A. basin there, and we were talking about Long Beach. You know, Mm -hmm. you're very familiar with that area, and you talked about the oh. Wait a minute! I got to go back. See, even with notes, I got to go back. Yeah, um, <laughs> so anyway, um, I got on the Google Earth and I was looking at that um, that channel that they dug out of the coral and stuff in the sand. And you know, I got closer. I wanted to see how big the ships were in in, in that little harbor they have. It's a very small harbor. Um, and I'd say probably maybe as long as. Um, uh five or six Chevy trucks, full size Chevy trucks, probably about as wide as three or four. Um so those were parked there and then there was a couple of others uh, things parked there and I could tell that because I could find the trucks and then kind of compare. But anyway, um so I was looking and I you know I kinda zoomed in on the channel to see if there was anything in there and there was nothing remarkable in there. However when, and I got I got past the seawall um and you look, there's a little, just a little, almost like a pixel on the screen. And so when you zoom in on it, it was a circular shape object that was lit up. And I've got, oh, wow. I, I saved it on a screensaver. <laughs> oh, I got it. That's I'll cool. send them to you. I got pictures of it. But um, so right there, you know, it's it's telling me that these things are using this channel to come in and and do whatever they do with the U.S. government or. Actually, it's the British Virgin Islands, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, I'm talking about this. The Bahamas. This is the United States. So, um, anyway, so you know, Andros Island, uh, that lab, or or whatever it's called, um, they, they have something to do with UFOs. But uh, getting back to uh, Long Beach area, um, and I think it was back in the 1940s, 1942, if I'm not mistaken um the we had radar back then very few countries did um and they picked up an object uh, that was moving south along the coast and it started down in los angeles and uh it went to long beach and then back up to los angeles and then back down to long beach and then down into the ocean they, they theorize um but anyway uh, there's a big battle I think six people were killed, uh, not by UFOs, but by falling debris, uh, three by falling debris. And then it was five people, three by falling debris and two people just had heart attacks, um, from what was going on. But, uh, there's actually a video and, um, it shows the, uh, the military batteries firing on this thing. And, uh, they had back then, I think they had laser laser radar guided artillery. And, um, if they were hitting it, it didn't affect it whatsoever. But mm-hmm. I just thought it was awful coincidental that this thing is over Long Beach before it goes back down, you know, it yeah. disappears. And then, uh, you know, y- you found a base out there, and there's that that big square thing. Is that the same one we were talking about, the, I th- the square I think so. base?
1: Actually, I actually found it. I pulled it up. I had it save the picture of it on my phone from the website. Uh-huh. Uh, when you're ready, I can show the audience. It might, they may be able to see it. I make it as big as I can on my phone. But it's... Um, yeah, go for it we're on the
0: uh, subject. With
1: that?
0: Yeah. I said, go for it yeah. since we're on the subject. Yeah.
2: Oh,
1: my goodness. That's amazing. See the, I see, see the... the, mountains in the background. Yeah. You, you see... The, that's that's the that's dry land, and that's the Santa Monica Hills in the background. They're over a thousand feet. Uh huh. And look how small they look compared to that in the ocean. Oh my goodness. And you see the pillars?
2: Yes,
0: yes.
1: And,
0: and oh I man, it looks like it looks like an entrance.
1: Yeah, it, it's just you know, it's just the you know, it's just the tides did it. You know, the tides came in and moved a little bit <laughs> of sand around. You know, those pillars are just naturally made by the tide. They look like they're poured cement to me. I don't know. And see how smooth the top is? And that yeah. thing across the top, it's three miles across the top of that. Oh my goodness. See, compare it to the background, the mountains, if you can. See it's huh? massive. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. So and that's just off a few miles off the coast. Of, yeah, you're not coast. kidding. See? See, there's wow, more. folks, look at that! So and I
0: it's got to be—it's got to be, it's gotta be Brian. It's got to be the opening to that. It's got to be, um, you know, at least a thousand feet high oh. off. Yeah. So oh, it just went dark. I'm
1: sorry. So sorry. Yeah. Uh, but. But. People, I've read some people. Oh, Who would they say? Um, it was just a glitch in the Google Earth map thing. It was just a glitch. <laughs> yeah. <In Google>. Okay. <laughs> but that, I mean, that, that's a that's a pretty big glitch. Yeah, it is. You know?
0: Yeah, that's priceless.
1: Yeah, you know, if that's not real, um, I don't know. I think we're drinking too much Kool Aid, and we're looking, we're seeing things now. But that 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 looks pretty real to me
2: you're you're
1: not and kidding that, it sure does and there's other things like that um i i gotta look them up it's weird i before i did the show with you dave i you and i, I didn't know what you you did the same thing i did all these years uh-huh. but, no but dave dave has been researching this stuff for decades and i have too and we didn't know each other were doing this and uh um Five, six, seven years ago, I spent a lot of time at Starbucks at lunchtime. (laughs) It's my office. Keeps me awake. And um, there's stuff all over the Internet. There used to be stuff just like this in the ocean, on the moon, on Mars, on the planet, the moons of Jupiter. Um, Mm -hmm. There's stuff like this that the government doesn't want you to see. It leaks out and then they travels the internet for a little bit and they take it off, you know, and, or they discount it. It, it was a glitch, you know, but I mean, everybody knows, and I've known this for, and you have too. the face of Mars, which we talked about last week, right? That face of Mars came out in the nineties. It was a picture from a satellite, one of an mm-hmm. satellite got leaked out. And they said it was just an anomaly. It was just a, a glitch. They said it back then it was the wind, you know, blew all that dust around and made it look it's not really man-made but if you go folks google the face of mars or the pyramids of mars i'm talking to the audience and see what you think for yourself right the glitch is it the wind driven on mars and, and sorry i'm interrupting you dave i'm going off no 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 but as you know what's real interesting
0: about that too is the the layout of the pyramids on mars are almost exactly the same as the layout of the pyramids in Giza on the plane. You yeah. have the two two big pyramids and then one another one that's kind of down a little bit. And if you were to look at the stars of Orion, because I think it's mimicking Orion, This I know a lot of times when you look at the Orion's belt, it looks like it's going straight across the three stars. Yeah. But actually, two of them are going across, and one of them's a little offset. So, you know, the the thing is that it was an astrological thing that they were mimicking um Orion. Well, if they thought that um maybe the maybe the gods misrepresented themselves, which they often do, <laughs> yeah. and said that they were from Orion's belt. You know. Right. That's what I mean that's what they're saying these days. The reptilians are from Draco, yeah. which is which is the dragon.
1: <laughs> yeah. It could be Orion's belt, not Orion's belt. Oh yeah, it could be, uh Bad jokes. Sorry. oh <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Jumping through loopholes again.
1: Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, don't that's not a conspiracy, guys. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I, it's not named after me or anybody <laughs> in my plan. Right. Um,
0: and uh, you know you were talking earlier about, you know, what better place to hide to keep away from prying eyes. Um and I don't know, I you know I go down rabbit holes when I research too. I, I just it just happens, and mm-hmm. um, so this this led me to um, you know Area 51 has become quite a um, a tourist attraction. You know you can go to there's still one mountain that you can go to where you can actually look at a lot of things. You have to have a very powerful telescopic lens to see it, but uh, you can still see things from there and. Um, that is an area in Utah that's southwest of um, Salt Lake City. It's uh, it, During World War II, it was a uh, Dugway Army Airfield. And uh, after World War II, it was converted into uh, a chemical weapons proving ground and a bombing proving ground, although there are no craters. So, you know, if it's a bombing proving ground, where are the craters? Um, but... Uh, it's rumored that that's, there's been a lot of UFO activity there and that that's where Area 52 is now, uh, that they've moved everything there from Area 51. And Area 51 just kind of like a smokescreen, a ruse, uh, right. to make people think that, you know, they're, they're still doing stuff there. And um, so I thought that was quite interesting, too. Um, it's a large area. It's uh, They said it's the size of Rhode Island. Wow. Uh, the base. That's is. Big. It's, it's one of the bigger bases in the United States. Really big. And uh, yeah, they have a town there, I guess, that they, uh, the military kind of controls, and um, their officers and uh, scientists and stuff live there and stuff. But um, so, um, anyway, you know, to keep prying eyes away, but uh, prying eyes are still seeing it. <laughs> So, but if something's you know half a mile down in the ocean, you're not going to see it. Satellites aren't going to be able to look at it, and things like that. And um, do you remember the um, the hunt for Red October?
1: Yeah, I like that movie.
0: Yeah, I do too. It's one of the best movies Sean Connery ever made, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. But um, uh, the whole premise of that movie was that the Russians had invented this new engine. It was like a um, kind of like a, a the Engine you would find on a jet boat, however, it was silent, and uh, this kind of marveled the United States Navy enough that they sent uh, who was it? Uh, was it Alec Baldwin? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Alec Baldwin, not really Alec, you know, the, the, right. the character was Alec Baldwin. anyway. They sent him out there, and um, you know, he made communications with uh, Sean Connery, who's the captain of the Red October and they confiscated the ship because uh, some of the Russian officers wanted to defect. Um, Anyway, um, so, you know, we're talking about, now that's technology that could possibly, they called it a caterpillar, that's what they called it. Um, That's technology that can probably be made pretty easily by Earth standards now. But uh, back then it was a big thing. So imagine having some kind of... um, Alien clo- or let's just say cloaking machine around um, a, a UFO so that it can enter the water without splashing, and that's just that's just amazing. That you know that that proves right there. There's only two ways that could happen: if they have that tunnel, you know, if they create that tunnel, or mm-hmm. if they're not if they're not made of matter. Yeah. Okay. Um, if they're interdimensional or something, because you know there's been reports of UFOs going right into the ground. Yeah. In order to do that, you have to make yourself so that you're not matter. But then there's also accounts, and um, let me, uh, it's way over there, but uh, I got a book that I think was put out by, um, oh, I can't remember his name. He was a hypnotist that uh, worked for uh, with abductees, and uh, Bruce, uh, Bud Hopkins. And it has to do with uh, the Brooklyn Bridge affair. Where a bunch of people on the Brooklyn Bridge back in New York actually stopped their cars because when they looked, there was a woman that had been that had actually been brought through the building and beamed up into a UFO that was right next to the building. Now, how do you get through a building unless the the power exists somehow to turn a person into um, an ethereal being uh, for a moment and then? Um, And then, you know, then bring them back into their human form after after the Mm -hmm. uh, they have to go through what they go through. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you constantly read about that. I'm reading lots of books now by Mac and Hopkins and and David Jacobs that talk about uh, victims being floated through walls, through windows and everything else. Uh, There's even biblical accounts, you know, Peter in jail, um, uh, the apostles in jail, the. uh, Yeshua showing up in a room all of a sudden, bam, he's there, you know? Right. Um, so he had to come through the roof or he had to come through the walls. One of the two places um, I, you know, a lot of it's interdimensional. So he probably came in from another dimension right into the room, but that's, that's another story for another day. But um, so if they had the technology to, to, Change the the anatomy or no, not right the um the the matter makeup of a person to get them through a wall and even themselves you know um then they have the technology to do that to their ships and uh, that's why they can fly into mountains into the ground. Um, I was often used to laugh that they'd fly into the ground, yeah, right right back to their home, <laughs> you know.
1: That's right. Right back That's to great. hell. That's good, yeah. <laughs> well, Dave, real quick, um, you're reminding me, help me out here. Wasn't the government working on, I've seen it on YouTube before, I'm just a little tired tonight, the government was working on projects that could do exactly what you just talked about where they did this one, they would send a ship or a person.
0: Philadelphia experiment.
1: Yeah. And then at one point, um, some, they were in in these experiments that a person was like stuck halfway through the hull of a ship when they brought it back. They sent it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Elaborate on that. Well, that was,
0: yeah, that was a real interesting thing because that happened back in during world war two, they were trying to make it so that ships would be invisible um and it worked a little too good <laughs> um and the ship uh, according to what i've heard actually ended up um they did transport it once and it ended up in uh some base i think in connecticut in a naval base and then it got transported back and when it did that's when the sailors were stuck in the hull you know, have their bodies were halfway through the deck and everything else. And I can't oh. I can't even imagine what that would be like. Um oh. But, um yeah, that had to do with um, a cloaking device that they were trying to make. But uh so it is possible. Uh, I mean, if the U.S. Navy can do it back in the 30s and. My goodness, I was looking at um, a video the other day It was talking about Nazi technology back in World War II, and um, the whole thing is that, um, you know, before the before the um, flood, and at the time when the fallen angels came down and settled on Mount Hermon and then fellowshiped with men and had uh, had the nephilim through women. Um, at that time, it says that they they gave man te- mankind technologies, and one of the technologies uh, was a, a worker uh, taught him how to work in uh, iron and um, oh, what is it iron and brass? I think it was, and another one was um, <clears throat> herbs and tinctures and stuff like that, and it's a limited list, but still. That was basically the technology that was given to mankind at the time. Um, you couldn't come to a, a man before the flood um, and say, here, I want to give you technology to build a jet fighter. <laughs> you know, right. there's no way that they'd be able to do it. However, that thing by Jonathan Gray is, uh, by the way, I transcribed that. Oh, no, you got did? The words. Yeah, I've got the words down. I'll send you a copy of it. That was
1: great, uh, great time we have with him.
0: Yeah yeah um, but uh yeah. he he talked about how um that that character that was in that tablet that was found um talked about how that uh, they were the descendants of Cain and how they kind of walked away um and they they believed more in science and they lost their faith in God totally um and saw Adam as a religious fanatic fool and and everything yeah. else and and he says that um, in in the document it said that uh, he was talking in the 800 year after the creation, and um, he said that uh, his people started to lose their glow about 400 years before he wrote the document or whatever it was on that golden tablet. And uh, and I don't mean the Mormon golden tablets. Either. I'm talking about something that's akin to an Apple iPad. Right. Um but um, he uh, he said that they used to have a glow about them and that they lost the glow, and <laughs> that their their minds weren't working like they, they used to be able to, to think about a place and be there, and um, and then things like that, which shows, which tells me that mankind at one time, even even right after the fall, was able to use his mind in ways that you know we we use ten percent of our brain or something. If we're lucky. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of wisdom in those <laughs> words. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, he said that, uh, you know, they used to be able to teleport <clears throat> with their minds and that, um, that uh, if they were thinking about how to do something, that the answer was there before they were finished thinking about it. Uh, but they lost all that. Okay, so mankind used to have a lot of unique um, abilities that were lost because of the fall. And uh, he, he says, yeah, he said there was a sad day. He says about the hundredth year, the first baby was born that didn't have a glow about him. You know, but he said that the the, uh, the sons of Adam, um, the ones that still believed in Yahweh, uh, had retained their glow for longer mm. anyway. And uh, there is a work, and I can't remember where it is, uh, that talks about when Noah was born. I guess I guess by the time Noah was born, people had lost their glow. Mm-hmm. And when Noah was born, he was actually born with it. And his father, who was his father, Methuselah? Yeah. I think um, so. Took his son to see Lamech. Um, and was kind of worried about because he, you know, the kid was unusual looking. And uh, to them by that time, you know, and that uh, Lamech said, no, don't worry about it. He's fine. You know, he's just special. And um, so actually, Noah, I guess, was born with the glow. So um, I don't know where I'm going with this. but and, Oh, that's right. Um, but they talked also about having cars. They had to invent cars because they they couldn't teletransport anywhere. Um, Anymore, and that they had to uh, develop airplanes to fly from one place to another because of that also. And um, it was just a real interesting account. And uh, I'm going to put it on my website one of these days when I'm able to turn it into a PDF. Um, But um, it's uh, in the days of Noah, you know, the Lord said, Yeshua said that... um, when he comes back at the return of the son of man, it'll be like the days of Noah. And boy, I'm telling you, it's, it's nothing like people, um, people think, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. There were giants and stuff like that, but there was technology to rival our own, maybe even more advanced than what we have right now or mm-hmm. what we know we have. <clears throat> you right. know, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's real interesting. But, uh, that uh, whole Andros Island thing just totally blew my mind because I remember seeing that a long time ago, but when I enlarged that one area and saw that little that little pixel was actually a round um, vehicle that was underwater, that just that just clinched it for me on that one. Yeah, you know, it's, that's it's a
1: UFO base. That's a great shot. <laughs> yeah. If you can send it to me, if you can.
0: Oh, definitely. We, you know, we yeah. could do it through Telegram or something. But um, oh yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, so anyway, it's it's just uh, it's it's very interesting that um, we're doing stuff over again that was done before, and it just cracks me up the the pride and the arrogance that men have. You know, it's oh look what we've done. This has never been done before. It's you know we we've invented this, and I'm thinking to myself, nah, no you didn't. You're just doing something that was done, you know, yeah. 5,500 5, years ago. You yeah. Know, you're just reinventing something that was already here. Because think about it. If, if the fallen angels are the one that, that are giving mankind the technology, when they departed heaven, they lost, they fell from their first estate is what the Bible says. They fell from from grace, the grace of God, of course, but they also fell with the knowledge that they possessed at the time. And so, they they can they can't further their knowledge any more than what they have already. So okay, so before the flood, they taught Cain's descendants how to uh, how to make cars and how to make airplanes because they couldn't use their mind power anymore. And nowadays, they're teaching the military and things like that, uh, you know, and the elites and stuff, um, all this technology. And, um, and acting like, you know, Hey, we're giving you new stuff, but they're just giving stuff that they gave away years ago, um, at a different time. And, um, oh, yeah, and I'll use this as an illustration, how people forget things so quickly, um, down in your beautiful state of California, um, I think it was back in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. You guys had a governor down there. We did. I lived there at the time, Jerry Brown. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jerry Brown, um, they did a recall against him, and he got kicked out of office. And um, But what happened is he got kicked out of office before the two-term limit thing went in. So he gets kicked out of office, and he lets a generation or maybe a generation and a half go by. Uh, because, what well, that would have been like, let's just say it was 1982. And, uh, and he was reelected, I think, at the beginning of the new millennium or something like that. So, you know, 20 years had passed. A lot of people had moved out of California. Um, a lot of new voters were born that were able to vote that weren't the first time he got kicked out. Probably didn't even remember that he got kicked out. Right. And so here you got a guy that was a crook that got kicked out, that got reelected to be the governor of California for two more terms. You yeah. know, so that's how fast the memory of man just, dis- uh, you know, forgets things and stuff like that. Um, it, I, I don't know. We should have been teaching our children better, I think, before that happened. But, uh, whatever reasons, he got in and, and further ruined things for another eight years. But, um, so, you know, we, we always think of ourselves as being so wise and so um, so cool and so sophisticated, maybe is a good word I'm looking for, um, that we, we, we tend to forget that many things have been done before. Okay, so we go back to Germany in uh, <clears throat> World War II. Now, the Germans kind of invented, the Nazis especially, invented their own religion and um, they they had societies. One was the Thule Society, and another one was um, the Vril Society. And Vril was supposed to be a force of um, force of the gods. And um, I think the Vril, the people that were involved in the Vril Society, had actually more power than the Gestapo had um, at one point. Anyway, and um, so then you have um, all of a sudden you have us flying propellered airplanes and the Nazis are flying jet aircraft. They're launching rockets, you know, against, um, against London, against, uh, all of England. Actually I had ramjet engines for the V one and then, uh, li- liquid, uh, fueled, um, rocket engines for the V two. And it's, you know, supposedly they found other things that were even more advanced than that. Uh, then you had the Nazi bell, uh, there were three of them, and uh, oh, I always forget that guy's name. He was a, a general, um, but anyway, he was in charge of all those projects, and uh, Hitler told him to go destroy everything. He didn't want it fall in Allied hands, and uh, so this guy and a couple of other scientists go where that Nazi bell was, and all of a sudden, the bells disappeared, and mm. one of them crashes in keksberg in 1965. <laughs> Um, and two more are spotted, I think, um, from what I've heard in, uh, Gulf, not Gulf Breeze, uh, the Stevensville lights back in, uh, 2008 or 2009. Um, so, you know, the, uh, the fallen angels are, are, are giving their technology to, to anyone now that'll, that'll offer to give them something back. Now, um, it's funny, they had a, a meeting, it was a, in a UFO meeting and, um, there was a psychic there, and uh, her name, her last name was Eisenhower, and she was the great-granddaughter of yeah. uh, Dwight David Eisenhower, the president, uh, back when we were born. Yeah. So just think about that, Brian. <laughs> I'm wondering.
1: You
0: can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was I, always, <laughs> t- I always tell kids, you know, I said, I was born when Eisenhower was president. Eisen who? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so um, but supposedly now you know this is all hearsay, but um, supposedly these these uh, and I think they were supposedly Palladians, um, you know the the Nordics that look like me mm-hmm. and you but have blonde yeah. hair and blue eyes and like Fabio kind of people. Yeah, and um, they uh, they met with him and, and cut a deal with him. And supposedly they represented all the alien races. Um, you know, you hear different stories: one race is at war with the other one, and everything else. But uh, they're all they're all fallen angels, so it doesn't really matter. But um, that uh, you know, they would give us technology, and uh, in exchange, uh, we would give them permission to take so many people to do uh, physical experiments on. Right, and uh, they violated that, of course. Now, there's a book out, uh, and I get a chance I'm going to get it. Um, But supposedly, recently, um, according to what I've heard, the United States government has switched alliances. um, No longer with the Greys, but with the Nordics. Um, And it's causing a lot of problems. And uh, so that might lead to some kind of cosmic event that happens in our skies uh, wouldn't surprise me, um, but uh, but we'll see. Yeah. And um, it's just uh, interesting that um, in, order, in order for the appearance to happen, I think it would be a lot easier if people were to see, um, you know, men that look like Fabio and women that look like Farrah Fawcett getting off a of UFO.
1: Introducing.
2: Sure. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> I, know, I know I'm a bad time. The yeah. other watching is not going to get it, but I just yeah, it. Oh, Lady Gaga or whatever, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> uh,
0: get off a UFO and introduce themselves as here coming yeah. here to save mankind. Yeah, you know, and. Um, so they, I think that would be more palatable for a lot of people instead of these little insect-looking creatures. Yeah. or these alien, Although, you know, the public has been primed to accept alien greys. But um, <clears throat> anyway, it um, it would be interesting to see. And, and isn't it interesting that um, Revelation talks about, um, well, Daniel says that uh, technology will increase, knowledge will will increase, which to me is technology. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time. And also um, you read uh, about some of the things that are mentioned in Revelation as um, being byproducts of what appears to be something that maybe men or men and aliens together have have created, talking about the locusts and stuff like that. Um, I, ha- I have a picture somewhere. Um, the Israelis, of all people, um, invented something, and this was probably about 15 years ago now that I got the picture, but it was actually a flying dragonfly, a uh, little robot, nano, not a nanobot because it was bigger than that, but it actually had two little antenna on it that were real antennas, you know, yeah. and it could fly around and it could actually spy on people and stuff like that, so... Um, they said it would be very easy to, to convert it to where it would uh, – because it, it had like a scorpion's tail on it. And, um, you know, it would be very easy to convert it to something that could sting people and, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. like Revelation talks about. So, um, yeah, so we have a leap in technology at the end of the age where we're living right now. Um, we had – the Germans had a leap in technology. And both both societies walked away from God. You know, yeah. American society, for the most part, is, you know, you ask uh, somebody at, well, I don't know. I, I was going to say somebody at work. Um, yeah, just ask somebody at work, you know, uh, why do you celebrate Christmas, you know? Well, I don't know. Everybody else is doing it. You know, no, what's the meaning behind it? Well, I don't know. It's, uh, is it Santa Claus, you know? And you're like, no. (laughs) So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't even know it's about the birth of Yeshua. You know, uh, we, we know the truth that, you know, he was born probably back in October during the feast of that time. Mm. And, um, that, uh, the Roman Catholics or the Vatican, I should say, um, decided to start celebrating it, um, during Saturnalia in order to bring the pagans into the church, but it basically paganized the church, um, for the most part anyway. And then Luther, when he did the reformation, carried that across uh, the lines and brought it into the Protestant church. But, um, anyway, so we have, um, at, at the end of every age, we have, uh, an increase in technology for some reason. And, um, even at the end of the, end, um, what would you call it, the Middle Ages, the medieval times, uh, you had the Renaissance, you know. So the Renaissance, in, in a way, was a leap in technology. Um, so it's, it's funny how they go, you know, you, you have 500 years of nothing, and all of a sudden you have a spike. And then so you're down, now you're up here you go another 250 years, you have the industrial revolution, that spike goes up again. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. And, um, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I went a long time and I really got down a rabbit trail that I can't get out of.
1: <laughs> but, I'll put you out. Okay. No, I mean, you're, you're, um... As you're speaking, it's uh, igniting the brain electricity uh, bolts in my head. whatever you want to see it, Oh, you're not me your neck anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not my neck. It's not my neck. Um, it's funny you started talking about this because I've been researching. When you research UFOs, everything else comes up. You know, technolo- medicine, technology. You know, um, weapon technology. And so one of the things it's an is it's in a a news article here. It's an Israeli 365 News is the name of the article. Israel 365 News Here's what it says. Experiment creates planet of the apes embryos. Rabbi calls it the sexual sin of the Nephilim. Whoa. So uh, and it goes into uh, it goes into the verses in Genesis about Nephilim. Genesis six, four. I won't read that, but it goes down here. It goes into a little more. This is what they're doing. (laughs) This actually, to me, is crazier than the UFO stuff, because this is stuff that's dealing directly with us. Right. As far as we know, the UFO, they're, they're there. They're ours and they're Nephilim. But they're pretty much leaving us alone at this moment, pretty much. This isn't. Researchers are injecting human stem cells into monkey embryos and even scientists are disturbed by the ethical implications for the biblically minded implications are clear. Researchers in California published the results in the cell on Thursday, describing how they successfully created embryos that were a mixture of monkey and human cells. The abstract titled um, Chimric contribution of human extended pluripotent stem cells to monkey imbro ex vivo cells explains that the study was focused on creating cells that could be used to produce organs for people who need transplants. It is a condition whereby an organism or person has not one but two complete no, uh, genomes or sets of DNA in their body. The condition is named for the, uh, a fire-breathing creature in Greek mythology excuse me, usually depicted as a lion with the head of a goat protruding from its back and a tail that might end with a snake's head. The researchers injected 25 cells known as induced pleuropointin stem cells from humans, commonly called IPS cells, into each of 132 monkey biosaspes. This is all, I can't read some of this, sorry guys. An early structure in embryonic development in mammals, and they lived up for to 20 days. After 13 days, the human cells were still present in about one third of these monkeys. So, um, and there also says here in recent years, there have been injecting human stem cells into sheep and pig embryos okay. in an effort to grow human organs in animals. For the purpose of transpl- uh, trans- transport uh, transportation, so mm-hmm. this can, you can go so many ways with this because we're kind of going on this, this angle now uh, of mm-hmm. technology, right? So uh, who's the guy? Um, he wants to live forever, and he was thinking of maybe he already died, and he was going to have his brain frozen or something, or his body frozen, and. When they get the technology in a 200 years, they would put his brain in another Sergeant body.
0: Freeman? No, 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 no. Um, oh, the the guy that was in the wheelchair.
1: The yeah. Scientist. Um, sorry, guys. I'm just I'm tired tonight, but this is just hypothetical uh. here. Mm-hmm. So we know they're working on robots, like the iRobot in the movie iRobot. They're working on robots. I've read about it. They're they're the nanotechnology. The, the way they can um, they can actually make human skin to go on metal now, I don't know how they do it, but they can do it. So you take a robot with extremely high technology computer systems in it, that's the shape of a human, you put a fake skin on it, and now you somehow take this technology and make it fit into this robot. Right. It's not human, but it's not just a robot, it has mm-hmm. DNA from a monkey or a human mixed together, put into its cells, put into its circuitry, and and now you have something that's like an iRobot. And right. I know, I never thought would, like, I would. I keep saying this, I feel like a broken record, but the stuff that's coming out. I mean, look at what they're doing here. I mean, how now? Remember how long ago was it when they cloned the first sheep? Wasn't like 30 years ago? Oh yeah, at least. So that was way back then, and they said that nobody's doing it on humans. Don't have to worry. I guarantee you, there's there's cloned humans out there, living and working amongst us, mm-hmm. and they might not even know they're cloned. Who knows? So if they can do that thirty to forty years ago, um, and now they're sticking injecting human stem cells into sheep, pigs, and monkeys, to grow human organs to put in people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I guess maybe I'm reading between the lines. Maybe I'm irisizing a little bit. That means exaggerating for you out there. Don't know what that is, Um, but I can easily see them using this technology to make a hybrid human. As we talked about in the past or a half machine, half human, um, you know, type of person. Uh, Because you know what, In man, mankind, man, in mankind was put a void. And that void was only supposed to be filled by the Lord. When you get saved, it comes into your heart. But when you're not saved and you have that void, you're always looking for why are we here? What are we put here for? What's our purpose? And those are good things to know, because even Christians should know what their purpose is. Right. Uh, uh, Elon Musk says his purpose is to take us to the stars basics is what he said that's his goal is to take us to planets and to colonize mars and to do these things that's what his purpose is and that i mean putting uh, christianity aside that's a pretty noble purpose and you have to be a really self-driven person and to do that but everybody wants to live forever people don't want to die mm-hmm. everybody everybody and since the beginning even in, during Egypt's ancient times, Pharaoh, the embalming of Pharaoh and how they embalmed them was to make their bodies last for centuries without any decay. Remember we had um, Jonathan, uh, what's his name Jonathan Gray right And he talked about um, the tomb the casket they opened. Help me out here and the woman. Oh yeah, it was in Russia,
0: wasn't it or
1: And yeah. she was like in a liquid gel and she looked uh-huh. like she was like she could get up and talk to you. And then they drained the the fluid out of the casket, and she started decaying before their eyes, and they pumped it back in. Mm -hmm. And then she she went back to looking like she was 25 again, but she was dead. So scientists and people over the centuries are obsessed with not dying and living forever or looking their best until they die and living the longest they can. This can be easily used technology to do that. And that's what man um, is trying to do, is to try to live forever. But I think it says in uh, Genesis that man's years uh, after the flood will be 120 years, uh, roughly, right? And most people die. The oldest person that lived were like 120, 118. They don't really get past 120 that we know of. Mm -hmm. So um, these scientists and these researchers, their goal isn't just to control mankind with technology; it's to live forever with the technology, right? You know, and that's what this is all about. It's not just okay. Let's go. It's I'm all over the board here, but this has got my brain sparking. No, go for it. Um, I believe they've had the cure for cancer for 50 years at Probably. least. Mm-hmm. I, and um, I've read an article. I've read it many times, and I can't remember the guy's name. It might have been um, Tesla's. Uh, Elon Musk was a grandfather. Um, that created a device that put out a high-frequency radio wave, as the best I can describe it. It was a certain frequency that would only do this, and he treated people with this. And the people had cancer, like terminal cancer, and he just put them in front of it just for a few seconds, maybe two or three visits, maybe 30 seconds, and they got rid of their cancer. Huh. government came in, took everything away, and took it out and got rid of him and I'm gonna look that up because now I'm saying it publicly I'm gonna look that up because I read this I know I read this I read it at Starbucks about five years ago and uh, <laughs> and it's a real article it was it was about this guy who created uh, the cure for cancer using electric waves and radio waves but it's only a certain frequency that would cure the cancer
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so and, and you didn't feel it it's just it somehow went into your body because it's a it's a radio wave it's a frequency it went through your body attacked only the cancer cells left everything else alone huh and it was 100% cure rate with it and he uh i better not say too much more because i want i want to research, i'm going to research david and get back with the audience on that okay yeah okay but i'm saying all this because man was to live forever but god says 120 years why because man doesn't want God, God doesn't want man living in a sinful state forever. That's right. why he told Adam, You're going to cultivate the ground, and from the dust you have come from, the dust you will return to. He didn't want man to have the technology and in the, in the capability of having technology that was um, basically God saved man from killing himself because if God hadn't stopped Nimrod. If God hadn't if God had allowed Adam to live forever and all his descendants to live forever, because of our sinful state, because what happened in Genesis, we wouldn't be here right now. We would have killed ourselves off millenniums ago, thousands of years ago with the technology, because of our evil hearts and and our intentions. Man's intention is not good. None none are righteous, no, not one. And so that's Romans. So um but now in the last, like you said, uh, uh, 250 years was the uh, industrial revolution, right? Mm-hmm. But now, I, I don't know what you'd call it now, but since 2000 till now, it's gone crazy, technology. Sure. It's gone crazy. I mean, when did the first iPhone come out in 2008 and BlackBerry came out before that? That was only 13 years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, our cell phones have more computer power than the first into the first Apollo missions easily. Yeah, that's right. I mean, my first computer had 40 megabytes. It was a bought. I can't remember where we bought it, but 40 megabytes, and it had DOS. Remember DOS? Oh yeah, it
0: was a nightmare.
1: So, I mean, I would sit there literally growing old, waiting for the thing to download something. And so now, I mean, I put whatever I have on my phone, it's 100 and. 54 gigabytes or something in memory, and, and it, it, the computer is super fast. And so all this technology is growing faster and faster. You mentioned it in Daniel, knowledge will increase. And basically everything that we know today, six months from now, we'll know twice as much as we do now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like my uncle told me one time. He goes, I'm twice as smart as you. And I go, why, uncle? He goes, because I know what I know, and now I know what you know. So I'm twice as smart (laughs) as you. It's really bad. You know? Yeah, I do Mm -hmm.
0: know. (laughs) Now I know what you
1: know. Now that I know that you know what your uncle knew. So I, I guess I'm just rambling, but it's just injecting human stem cells into monkeys to grow human organs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and sheep and pigs and who who knows what else and who knows what they've actually already done that we don't know about if you go on the internet as we everybody does now and you go on youtube you can see a download or put in the search um creatures unseen creatures before or you know like not ghosts or demons but just weird looking creatures and oh yeah see, i've done that and mm-hmm. you see these things that, yeah that could be a demon but also it could be something that was an experiment that went Escape wrong. Escape
0: from Montauk Island. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you have Chernobyl, uh, what happened in Russia many decades ago now. And I've heard of fish, you know, they find fish and animals like animals with two heads uh, in, in the area where Chernobyl was. And, you know, fish that have like, you know, two heads and five dorsal fins. And they're just freaky looking. And that's yeah. just a nuclear accident. Imagine if you tried to do something on purpose,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And so man, Man basically wants to be God. Man right. wants to be God. That was the whole thing in the Garden of Eden. You will be like God. That's basically what Satan told Adam and Eve. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. You'll be this way. And so it hasn't died. And you said it earlier about the technology from the ancient aliens that they gave the ancient culture back then. They're doing it now. It's the same technology. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so. I'm reminded in the scripture that nothing is new under the sun, nothing. And so all this stuff that they're doing is just a repeat of a different episode that happened three or four, 5,000 years ago. And Mm -hmm. um, now man's got his technology like it did before the flood, maybe even catching up. And uh, God's going to come in sometime in the future and say, okay, you've gone too far. I'm going to fix it. I'm taking everybody out of the pool, everybody out of the pool. It's over. And I'm going to set up a new kingdom. And my son's going to rule with a rod of iron for a thousand years. And, yeah. uh, and you can have all the ta- uh, alien technology and all their ray guns and all their protons, whatever you want to call it from star Wars. All Jesus has to do is say, I'm done with you.
2: Mm-hmm. And you're
1: gone. That's he right. just, he's, I mean, talk about technology. What kind of technology is put into a person that you can speak and create something out of nothing? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's another whole subject. That's right. I mean, literally, (laughs) I'm just going to be the little 10-year-old right now. What is inside a person that they can think it, and it's there? It's actually made from nothing. Or you can say to a tree and curse the tree because it didn't bear fruit, and the tree dies immediately. That's in the scriptures. Right, right. Or you can walk on water. You don't need a bubble and a, a craft. You can just walk on the water. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. Um, or my my favorite is you can bring back somebody from the dead. I don't think the nephilim have that yet. I don't think. Maybe they do. Maybe, but to bring somebody back from either hell or heaven is only God could do that, but I think. So, well,
0: even but, if they created the body, they wouldn't be able to put the soul inside.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now right. there's the whole thing. So we're talking about technology, but think about the technology that God has.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That, I mean, he created the angels. When did he do it? I don't know. They've, they've been around. He made different ranks of angels. Uh, different. They have different powers, different authorities. They have different strengths. What makes up their DNA? I mean, one angel can wipe out a whole army on the earth by himself. It doesn't need mm-hmm. jets. doesn't need UFOs. It doesn't need anything. It could just do it. And that's a created thing that God created that actually submits to God. And someday it says we're going to be over the angels and rule them with the Lord. So all this technology is, is crazy stuff. But I started thinking compared to what we're going to have. When we meet him in the air, or when we pass on to the next to, to heaven, um, the technology of basically never dying again, mm-hmm. of being able to either walk or fly, you can eat food or not eat food. Um, I mean, that's in the scriptures. Jesus ate food after the resurrection. He cooked fish for him on the on the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. So, so these nephilim, they're they're haughty, they're prideful. And actually, so is mankind. These these leaders of the world that are doing this reverse engineering and doing all this stuff, they're arrogant, haughty men and women. Mm-hmm. And they think that they know what's best for mankind. And they're going to bring this new utopia. But what they don't realize, is they're being used as pawns by God. Yep. For his purposes. That's right. You know, That's I mean, right. think about it, Dave. In the, in the Revelation chapter 19... Verse 11, I think, to 18, is the Lord returns in the air. It's the second coming. And there's other passages, I can't remember where they're at right now, that talk about that event in the Old Testament, that we basically, the the armies of the world that are converging on the Middle East for the Battle of Armageddon, the Lord returns in the air into the sky, and they see him, and they turn their weapons on him.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So... (laughs) <laughs> they turn the weapons on the Lord, on God. Yeah. And I think we all know how that's going to go. <laughs> but all this technology, it, even if the Lord doesn't come for 500 years and we're already gone, Dave, and that event happens. Imagine the technology on the earth at that time. Still can't even touch the Lord. That's right. Still can't touch him. And we're right. with him. when this happens, we see this event because we're with him. It says it. Mm-hmm. So they, they they look on this one and they go, oh my goodness, this is who we think it is. But instead of repenting and falling to the ground, they shoot at him. They shoot at God, and yeah. it, it just it just says he speaks. I can't remember the exact verse, but he's basically he just speaks. Like, right,
0: he slays uh, them done. with the sword of his tongue. It says.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm done rambling.
0: You know, it's interesting because you know, you a lot of people ask, why is there injustice in this world? If Jesus really came, why didn't he set up his kingdom? Even yeah. the Jews asked that at the time. And you brought you brought up the point is that you'd still have sinners that would live forever, <clears throat> you know, or at least an extra thousand years. Yeah. And um, no, you got to fix. Um, if, if you um, if you got a car that's that's burning oil you don't bring it to the car wash and and have them run it through the car wash you bring it to a mechanic and a mechanic fixes the inside right then the car can run again it doesn't matter what the outside looks like it's the inside that's that matters and that's what you got to fix you have to have the pri- excuse me the priority straight you have to fix what the big problem is, before you can fix what the little problem is, doesn't matter that if your car has primer all over it, and it runs like if it runs like a, like a Swiss watch, that's what you want. A car is a conveyance. It's supposed to get you from one place to another. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Um, you know, in our vanity, we want it to look nice.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: um, and that's okay. But um, So if he I think he even asked, he says, don't you think I could come down here with legions of angels and, yeah. and, and and do this? He said, no. He says, I have to do what I have to do. So he had to solve the sin problem first mm-hmm. so that when mankind finally does enter into the millennium and finally does enter into eternity, those who make it will not have that sin problem anymore. It'll be gone. And it, well, technically it is already. Uh, in God's eyes, anyway, for those who have accepted His um, His gift of salvation. Um, but um, so you know, it, there's priorities in, in everything in life, and uh, that's that's a priority that God had, or Yahweh had at the time, and still does. You know, and um, <clears throat> and will that'll continue into the millennium, actually. Uh, until the end of the thousand years is up and then there's going to be a bunch of people that were born that uh would have had the opportunity to get saved during that time Mm -hmm. and probably chose not to and they're going to rebel again one more time with the evil one and um he'll be uh they'll all be thrown in the lake of fire actually but um anyway so it's um it's important I'm reading all these books by John Mack and David Jacobs and stuff and there's when you read about these abduction experiences you know they all have certain things in common and they're doing in a clinical setting basically what was done before the flood you right. know and my my premise is that um what they're doing is they're they're creating a race of people that are basically soulless because what's the one thing that a demon needs in order to be able to speak or, or do anything on earth? He needs a body, right? Yeah. Now, you talk about clones. Let's talk about the fact that there's three people that look like Joe Biden, and one of them is Joe Biden. And two of them aren't. Uh, Let's talk talk about uh, Hillary Clinton being basically escorted and carried into a van, taken to her daughter's house, and coming out a half hour later looking like she's fine with no bodyguards. Sorry, but she was a presidential uh, um, candidate, and she's supposed to have bodyguards. So anyway, um, and she looked like nothing ever happened. You know, so they were. Yeah, they've got the technology to clone. Either that, or they they go through profiles of people after profiles of people after profiles of people, looking for people that are are look alike. You know, Mm. Um, I don't think that they'll ever get cloning down 100 percent, but they'll get it darn close to where um, they'll be able to. uh, Oh, that that theory went around when Hitler killed himself too you know yeah oh no he's still alive you know he had he had five or six lookalikes and stuff like that and um you know it's it's so it's not it's nothing new basically there's always been um kings that substitutes uh, other other people for themselves you know stuff like that but um anyway um so this whole UFO thing this USO thing is very um, very real. It's just a, another well, they're the same craft. They can just go into different um, different kind of uh, mediums, basically. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mentioned that show at the beginning that I'm watching called UFO from the 1970s. You know, and yeah.
2: it's
0: got a, it's got a ship. It's got a rocket plane on the end of a submarine that can launch and, you know, destroy UFOs in the atmosphere and uh, can also go into space. (laughs) Okay, so, um, you know, uh, I think, you know, sometimes when um, the Bible says that uh, the things of God are foolishness to those who are perishing. Okay, now, on the other hand, this show seems like, it's, it's, it's at best, a B-rated series, okay? But there are so many truths in it that are applicable today that it ain't funny. <laughs> you know, it's not a coincidence. Yeah. And, um, you know, just like with uh, the Simpsons and the Donald Trump stuff, you know, look, look that up sometime and see how many parallels. It's almost like they were predicting Donald Trump. Um, coming down the escalator, uh, different things that happened. They had Biden on there. They had a whole bunch of different characters that symbolized people that live in modern days. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a prophetic program. It was really weird. I mean, I don't condone it. I wouldn't go out and watch it purposefully, but there are some episodes that are uncannily uh, pr- prophetic of uh, what's going on in modern day. So, um so anyway, expect I think um, sometime soon, real soon, um, especially with the world situation where the way it looks, where there's trouble brewing in the Middle East, there's trouble brewing in the Far East with China and Taiwan. Um, Biden's decided to leave our soldiers in uh, Afghanistan, which puts them in harm's way. So there's another theater of where an incident can happen. Um, There's problems down in South America. There's just the world is a powder keg waiting to explode, and everybody's seeking an answer. And um, now I'm I'm probably going to get – I don't remember the name of this guy, but he was – he had something to do with finances, and this was from the early 1960s, and it was a world um, economic conference, I do believe. And he said that uh, we find ourselves in, with inflation running away and in perilous times. And he says, we're looking for somebody to come along and, and solve all of our problems. It said what, He said, whether it be God or the devil, whoever it is, we'll accept him with open arms. Mm-hmm. So that's back in the 60s. I, I,
1: too. I, I don't remember. I heard that, but I heard that same thing.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I mean, if that was back in the 60s and things aren't nearly as bad as they are right now, right? You know, everybody's going to accept this this counterfeit antichrist when he comes, and um, well, a lot of people not all, not everybody, but most people will. Uh, but the the higher ups will, of course, because mm-hmm. um, you know you got guys like Obama and and others that have never held a job like you and I have. You right. know, so if they get ousted, what are they going to do? You know, right. So yeah. they're going to do everything they can to preserve their, their money and to preserve their power and everything else. So, um, so, you know, I, I fully expect, and I know you, you've heard this phrase that, you know, of uh, UFOs landing on the white house lawn and, and stuff like that. And I do think that that's a possibility, uh, and a probability actually. And, um, and that it just won't be the White House, of course. It'll probably be the U.N. and every major capital in the world, or every capital in the world. That would be very easy to do. There's only, what, 180 of them or something like that. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, these creatures come out and uh, look just like me and you. Maybe clones. Who knows? Um, but uh, the elite know. The elite know what's going to happen. And... There's there's two groups of elites too I've learned there's um, there's the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and stuff like that but there are elites that are higher than them and um, <clears throat> they're the ones that are, are running are running the elites who are running the governments you know this reminds me of that song who uh, who ate the cat who ate the bird who swallowed the you know
2: oh, yeah. swallowed
0: yeah. the fly. <laughs> um, so there is a pecking order, and it's it's all going to be revealed really soon. And at that time, people are going to accept everything. A lot of people will. Um, yeah, I'll give you. I'll take the mark. Just let me keep my house and my cars and my job. You yeah. know. Yeah, I'll take the mark. Just let me uh, have anything I want. Oh sure, you can have anything you want to. You know. Um, and and to change mankind into something called Homo Deus. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about Homo um, noeticus and that's supposed to be our new level that we're trying to attain. But I think that they're going to jump that level and go for Homo deus, which means God, man. Mm. And, um, and that's what all the experimentation that you mentioned was going on. That's where it's going to lead us. So anyway, um, I don't know. I'm pretty well tapped out. I don't know about you. Yeah, me too. I am too.
1: I think it's. Yeah. I don't think I. Yeah, I got no more. <laughs> it's been a long day. It, it has. It's it been has. a good show. It's. Um, I love talking. It's. What's What's nice about technology. Part the good part of it is it allows us to have these type of podcasts. Thirty years ago, we couldn't have done this.
0: No. Uh. Uh-uh.
1: You know, you, you couldn't have done it. But now it could be used against us, but also could be used for us. And so with opposing the matrix, uh, we can get the truth out there. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, like the B the B uh, rating. And uh, but in that B rating is truth. Right. And you can have all the polished shows and these guest hosts that are just got more degrees they call them Fahrenheit. They got so many degrees. Mm-hmm. But they're not giving all the truth. They're not really, and they're not giving it from a biblical perspective. Right. They're giving it from their own intellect perspective or a worldly perspective. But I believe, like you do too, people want hope,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the hope is that Yeshua is going to come back and fix it, fix everything, right. you know, and that um, we. And I know you too, Dave, we we try to base everything around the scriptures and give the truth and what's really going on. And even some of the stations out there that I won't mention television stations, but, well, well I'm not going to say it, but doesn't always give the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's a station that a lot of conservatives watch. And there's not always I'm watching that sometimes. I'm thinking, that's not right. That's not right. But this person just said. Yeah, it's like
0: you know, watching CNN almost.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, not everybody on there is like that, but it's gotten worse. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I wish I had a format where we can talk about the truth. And now, because of you, because you've been doing this for a decade now, we have a format. And thank you for letting me be on part of the format. I really enjoy it. Oh, hey, my pleasure. But It's just getting the truth out there so people can make an informed decision and not be freaked out. Of stuff that's happening but to be informed and and when you get information like this or any information use it and plan don't just mm-hmm. take it in all that's that was really cool but you know plan you know right like, like i remember years ago i used to think the preppers were like crazy people living out in the woods
2: <laughs>
1: and now the preppers are the smart ones
2: right you know?
1: it's like yeah right. you should prep i mean you mm-hmm. should have three to six months worth of food in your house. You should have a gun and you should have these things because nobody's going to take care of you except the Lord, but he's going to give you wisdom how to take care of yourself. That's right. You know? And mm-hmm. so that's what I love about opposing the matrix is we, uh, hopefully people can learn something from us and we can learn something from them. Right. And the process of doing these shows, we learn too, to mm-hmm. help people. It's about helping people. That's right. Because there's so much fake news out there. There's so much fake um, podcasts out there, too. There's people out there oh, just, yeah uh, to be famous. Uh, I don't care if we're famous or not. I just want to just make sure people get the information.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, like I always said, you know, and, and and I always made this an emphasis, and a lot of times people didn't agree with it that, you know, had been part of the show, is that if it helps one person out, it was worth everything. Yeah, you know? correct. And, um, and that, and I still feel that way, you know, yeah. I, I like to look at numbers, you know, I like to see that membership, not membership, but listenership is going up and things like that. But, um, it doesn't mean a hill of beans if it, that one person that needs help isn't getting help yeah, or getting the right. answers that they're looking for. And a lot of times there's, there's, you know, the Lord, what he does, I've, I've found is he puts an idea in your head. And you seem to be the only one to have it. You're like Elijah in the cave. You know? Why am I the only one, Lord? Why am I the only yeah, one? Right. Yeah. And then and then and this show is kinda of like when the Lord says, No, there are, you're not the only one. There are twenty five hundred that have not bowed a knee to Baal, you know? And so take comfort in that, you know. Right. So, you know, that idea that the Lord put in your head that, uh, let's just say Genesis 6, you mm-hmm. know, gee, what does that mean? Or what did Daniel mean when when he said that uh, about the toes made out of clay and iron? Or, um, you know, what did this mean in Revelation or what did that mean? And then you're listening and all of a sudden it, it hits you and you're like, oh, I'm not the only one.
2: You yeah. know,
0: there's other people that the Lord has told about this. So. And then you form fellowship and you form unions with people and stuff like that, and and it really helps people out. So, um, I remember, um, and I know we were going to stop, but real quick. Yeah. Um, I I was going to a church down in Sacramento, and um, we uh, we were our church consisted mostly of people that were either homeless, former homeless, or living on the street or drug addicts or whatever. And, um, it was really neat dynamic to be within, you know, taught me a lot and, um, and helped me to, to understand people a lot more. But anyway, um, this one lady came in and, you know, dressed for church and she walked in and she was kind of looking around. Well, one of the, the girls that went to church there, girls, she's my age now, but she, uh, <laughs> She um, just walked up to her and felt the impulse to tell her that she loved her, you know, and gave her a hug and welcomed her in, and she sat. And after the service, she left, you know, kind of really quickly, and um, she came back. I think it was later on because we used to have a fellowship time after church. We'd eat and do a lot of stuff. But anyway, um, she came back, and she was in tears. And oh. she walked up to the woman, and the woman said, why are you, why are you crying? You know, I thought, you, you know, you were doing okay. And she says, no, you don't understand. She says, before I came to church, she says, I, I plan to come to church and go home and kill myself. She says, but when you told me that you loved me, it just, I felt this love go through me, this warmth, and I knew I couldn't do it. You know, and so just three words by a stranger, basically had changed a person's life. And so, you know, that's what I want this to be, you know, just something that can change a person's life or, or add to a person's life or, or be a confirmation. You know, I'm still waiting for a confirmation for um, that word you had a few weeks ago. I know that it it was meant for somebody, at least one person. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it'll come along. It'll come along and we'll share that with the audience. Uh, to a degree, we won't give out names or anything like that, but um, that's a good thing. It builds faith. So that hasn't been said. <laughs> yeah. And I noticed that both of our eyes look like they're pretty heavy. I know, I'm like, yeah. Ugh. So uh, we got a later start tonight, folks. We started about no, an hour can. and a half late. So yeah. um, <clears throat> but anyway, um, well, Brian, thank you. I think it was a very good show. Very interesting show. And thank you for bringing all that insight. And um, I just pray that the rest of your week goes really well. You have a wonderful weekend. And uh, actually, let's see. We're just getting over the weekend. Well, you have a wonderful weekend anyway. <laughs> 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 yeah, right.
2: Yeah.
0: And we'll talk about uh, what we'll do next week at that time. or All right. Before that time. So, um, folks, thank you for, for tuning in. Thank you for watching. If you're watching later, well, everybody's watching later, but um, just be blessed to know that, uh, and, and if you want a topic to talk about pray, and let the Lord enter it into our brains so we can bring it up, so, mm-hmm. um, okay well, good night y'all,
2: and, um, and uh, have a pleasant week, okay, here we go